join us for today's episode of the Utopian Realities Slope Save Life on Planet Earth blog talk radio show, bringing you solution bearers with practical, proven, scientific ways to help you eliminate global level irradiation and extinction level threats from your body and bringing forward the means to restore and sustain global waters, air, soil, and sentient life. Welcome. Greetings. Uh, Good afternoon. This is Siava, your host. Welcome to the Mending the Sacred Hoop, Healing the Earth Council, with our guest, Chief Geronimo Thomas Langendriver, Chief of the Sovereign Tribal Nations Mendocino Indian Reservation. As always, listeners, follow the link to listen to the program and to join the live chat page. And if you have questions or comments and would like to join the circle, with Chief Geronimo, phone 914-205-5803. Thank you for joining us this Saturday, April 10th, 2021. Welcome, Chief. Um, how are you today? Um, See, it looks like um, we may be having trouble um, connecting. Looks like 702, are you with us? Okay. Um, It looks like we may be having um, technical difficulties in the studio. So um, I am going to... um, play a um, piece of music. It's called Earth Mother Holds the Rattle. And we'll see if we can um, get um, Chief Geronimo on the air. Time is now. The twelfth hour is here. The awesome transformation brings natural fear while we continue the cycle of morning and night surviving and complying caught in the plight time to raise your hands to heaven Time to reach your voices to the sky. Great shift is coming to illusion. We must die. Had we done different in the course of human time, perhaps we'd have avoided this purification rite. No hills to run to, no cover to take, as Earth Mother readies to shake, to shake. Earth Mother holds the rattle and sings the 
sacred song of purification, righting old wrongs, and the days are by unheeding, unconscious of the time. Caught in the place, illusions, unaware of unpaid crimes. Earth Mother holds the rattle and sings a sacred song of final purification, righting ancient wrongs. Sing a prayer for salvation. For sanctification and release As Earth Mother shakes the rattle Praying for her peace Giving back in kind what's been given her Don't be surprised when the spirits cry As she does what she must do Earth Mother holds the rattle and sings the sacred song as we scatter like pebbles tossed upon the tide. Earth Mother holds the rattle and sings the sacred song. Prepare for tribulation, it won't be very long. Mother holds the rattle and sings a sacred song. Prepare for tribulation, it won't be very long. So welcome back. It uh, looks to me like uh, we may have um, Ambassador David Com with us. David, are you here? Uh, yes. Well, greeting, um, Ambassador David. Um, it looks like I'm not sure um, what's going on with Chief Geronimo. But I had invited you also to join us and speak about um, what you're working on in relation to to hemp and the tribes and mending the hoop and milling the earth. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, it looks like <clears throat> it looks like um, <clears throat> Chief Geronimo may have come in as well. So hold on. <clears throat> um. Chief Geronimo? Yes. Welcome. Welcome. I'd like to introduce you to um, Ambassador uh, David Kahn. He's with us as well. So, um, welcome. Um, Chief Geronimo, could you do us the honors of um, doing the opening dedication? Yes. Um, I thank um, Creator for um, the opportunity and um, the progress of where it is that we're um, able to provide for Native Americans and for the public. Give us our guidance in our food, our spirituality, and um, our structure so that we can see the, um, the right way and that we all come together as one. 
Aho. Hi, hi. So, uh, David, are are you familiar at all yet with um, what Chief Geronimo is is working on um, with the Geronimo hemp no. plan? Okay. No, nothing. All right. So, um, could we go to square one, Chief? And um, well, David, um, perhaps you could introduce yourself to Chief Geronimo so we can um, put our conversation in perspective. Yes, my name is uh, David Kim. I'm the founder of the World Hemp Alliance, uh, which the uh, inaugural launch is in Puerto Rico on April uh, 19, 20, and 21, is to bring uh, all the leaders from around the world uh, with, uh, who understand about hemp from all the way from agriculture to seeds to uh, to uh, germination and uh, also to final products. So we're creating an alliance that could move the hemp industry forward from uh, around the world. Uh, the second thing I'm working on is unifying uh, 1,000 uh, indigenous nations from around the world to create a new federation of nations, uh, like the United Nations. It's called Free Nations. And we're looking to have a general assembly building for all the indigenous nations around the world in uh, uh, around one hour from uh, the United Nations. So those are the two things uh, I'm working on. Thank you so much, and um, it's an honor to meet you. Yeah, likewise. You know, um, I I do believe that is something that um, we're um, we're all on the same line because you know this is what you know we would like to do as well. And we were there already, you know, and people like yourself and, you know, and, and Lisa, you know, we could give the correspondence to, you know, to our leaders, you know, and yes, we're right here right now as a public, you know, acknowledgement and, you know, public voice that we need to, you know, reassociate the, um, the preparations that, you know, what do Native Americans have and what do the Native colon, uh, Native countries who participate as native to nations and you know we need this collaboration and I believe that with your social um, ability and with um, our social abilities this will this will be the you know and the leading um, preparation for it is that you know that combines sovereign nations with sovereign nations with United States sovereign nations you know, they're they're depicted as you know sovereign government, but you know so are so are Native Americans. You know, do we have to ask the question? Is do we have to go to the United States to say that can I make these agreements with with you and other nations? Well, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. You know, so it goes to show that you know maybe that you know there's a structure here, and that if we have this all together, then you know. Um, where does it need to go? I mean, I know where it needs to go. What do you think? Um, what do you think that the direction for it is that um, you see this going? What are the What are the the main key points of the um, the authorities that you think they need to go to to make it happen? Yeah, this is uh, David again. 
1967, we declared independent a tribe of the, the Hakka tribe and created their own country called Singapore. The piece uh-huh. of land is like 10% of Standing Rock, so it is like the size of Washington, D.C. If we could do it with a small piece of land, uh, all the indigenous nations can do it with a large, larger pieces of land, you know. So it's a matter of just willpower to go forward with it. And uh, actually, well, we have a treaty event coming up in uh, September. That uh, So there, we have African countries and also island countries coming together to recognize indigenous nations as sovereign uh, nations. In other words, recognizing them as countries that we're coming uh, forward to do this tre- a huge treaty event. And it's under several tr- friendship treaties. And uh, who, at which sovereign nations want to be part of it, can, will be part of it. Who doesn't want to be part of it? We're, we're just inviting them to come. And but the countries are coming forward right now because Africa is in a crisis, uh, and also the island nations uh, of the world are disappearing uh, underwater. So they're, they're they're ready to move forward to recognize the sovereignty because the United Nations in 2019 says that indigenous uh, sovereignty and their rights are the key to resolving the issue of climate change, the extinction of species, and the protection of Mother Earth. So, so that was that's yeah. the, the call. So, so who's so your who is who is your um, so one of these nations one of these nations has to be already in the United Nations to associate the. Um, the the governance of sovereignty. So that means that, you know, um, like Iraq. Let's give Iraq for an example. Uh, Iraq made, uh, um, back in 2020, I think it was 2019, made an agreement stating that, you know, we'll give back Iraq if he give us into the union. You know, it only takes one sovereign country of tribal nations to be able to adopt, you know, a treaty to be able to, you know, then... These associations get into the United Nations and the protection of the United Nations. That's why that most people will not allow, you know, like if Africa is not a part of the United Nations, then the sovereignty is unprotected. Now, if you get someone that is associated to the sovereignty of, um, like, the United Nations, you know, I'm not saying that you don't have to have it or you have to have it. It's just that it's a better perspective. Like, I am. I'm part of the United Nations. Tribal nations, the Ministry of the Reserve is a part of it, and its collaboration is of Spain. So if we had those kind of things, I go to go to Africa, and let's say that, but my Geronimo Hemp Industries, your services, and Lisa services, and um, you know um, rehabilitation, you know those are guidelines, and those what the Open Government Partnership was all about is to collaborating into, you know these policies and. Um, and acquisitions to be able to you know, socialize a better economy. And that's why they're saying that Native Americans may have a better directive because they care a bit more about humanity and, you know, and Mother Earth and Father Sky. So, you know, it's, it's something that we have to, um, you know, if we don't make it a challenge, and, but make it a, a cooperation, then we have a more of sustainability to be able to, you know, to change the world and put our, you know, putting our interests into these countries that need them, you know, um, 
we have a lot of people on our side to be able to go, you know, hey, we, we want to help Africa. We want to help Puerto Rico. You know, we want to help those that, you know, to sustain their ability to be able to change the world. And our powers could do that if they're done in a way that, you know, um, that provides an economical change with associates that would put their names on top of it to say, yes, I agree. You know, it's like the, the constitution, you know, that's, but you got the Iroquois and you got the, um, United States, you know, if people say, you know, the constitution of this compared to this, then, you know, it's a, it's a flex, but in that matter is that, you know, and I think we have the both, all of us have the, um, the same guidance. And if we could put it all together and then made a proposal to Africa and these other countries and say, how about this association to this treaty and, you know, and hemp, because hemp just 300 years ago, everybody knew how to grow it. Everybody, it was an economical association to better yourself and its country. David, response? Okay. Uh, yes, so, so how, just uh, to be aware how we're structuring it is that um, so the Free Nations, it's called Free Nations, the Federation of the Thousand Nation, Indigenous Nations from around the world. So how we're structuring mm-hmm. it, it is a model <laughs> similarly as the UN in structure, but the laws are different. In other words, we put Mother, center at, Mother Earth at the center of the, of the Free Nations, uh, number one. The second thing, that we have our own uh, court system. It's called Earth Tribunal, and our own banking mm-hmm. system. It's called the Earth Bank. So it's like, for example, the, world, uh, the United Nations has their own court system called International Court of Justice, and their own bank, World Bank and IMF. It's a similar structure that is, uh, un, uh, allows the na- nation to be sustained. So uh, we have... Um, so there is, there's a difference between sovereign nations and also BIA or INAC nations, which are creatures of the state. So at the, at the, at the forefront of, the, of uh, the free nations is actually the sovereign nations itself. Then that has uh, the most votes and the most seats. Uh, but also we have also invited uh, BIA governments to come in, but they only have one seat. No, the, long, no, 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 I got to disrupt you for a minute. They're not sovereign mm-hmm. nations, but they're, they're members. No, you know, they're, they, no, they're the BIA. You mean the BIA of the tribal government in association to the yeah, health? Yeah, and yeah, what, example, like Standing Rock uh, tribal government. They, yeah, they had, tribal they're tribal the ones that, who stood against Standing Rock. They're the ones who provided the services, say that you can dig your hole under, you know, uh, our sacred ground and to jeopardize the water. It was the BIA who held the 18 treaties so that the 500 federally recognized tribes don't get nothing. In the 170 years that they've been in existence, they have not done one thing for the Native Americans. They have not proposed anything. They can't write fucking treaties. They cannot associate sovereign law. They can only associate it from what it is that the United States government says you could provide a guidance under the agency or a department under the United States government. It has no authority. If, if you associate to them, I'm out. I don't want – they are the most crookedest people. They took away 
uh, my, my people, they genocided. I, I mean, think that's what I David's don't... saying is that he's not, that those governments are not strong enough, that they're not. Well, they're not. Yeah, it's, it's a traditional I think you guys are in agreement. Like yeah, no, at it's, the United it's, it's, Nations, right? Anybody can join. Okay, the United Nations. You cannot say that we're going to exclude uh, organizations or people. Let's say you're a nonprofit organization, you can still join the United Nations. Uh, you know, you cannot. We can. I don't think we could start excluding uh, who can join. You know, then we're going to have infighting among each other. Yeah, but the the, the bureaucratic part of you know um, an agency in an organization, an agency is a body of the department of a governing a government association. So it's not about this distinguishing that, you know, um, hey, if the BIA wants to become an association to structure, is that the restructure of the BIA into its, um, its, its abilities is to create it from your system, is that you're not going to be the agency of the BIA of the United States government. It's, a, it's an association. It's a um, it's a preparation, you know. It's like, you know, if you want to go into those aspects, it's like you know the Department of Interior, you know, like Deb Helen. Deb Helen would be that association saying, hey, what if your departments were able to go to you know this um, this convention and be able to associate yourself into you know sovereign government of preparation for. Native Americans and associations. You know, uh, the BIA is just that, you know, I, you know, I, what they've done so far and what they've kept away from the Native Americans is that, you know, I don't think that they're a sustainable agency or organization that says that they want to help the world. They're, they're a self benefit, you know. But, you know, that's just my opinion. You know, I, you know, I just don't uh, think that. I, I think we, we we're <laughs> leaving the door open open to everyone to come in. It's because or else we have an infighting. So if you start excluding saying that you're not allowed, uh like the United Nations is open door, right? To allow any organization to join non profit, for profit or a church or whatever, you know. So uh, are you saying that we should start excluding the hundred and ninety Something uh, BIA government from joining? Well, BIA is not a sovereign government. They are. No, uh, I recognize that, but they, they could jo- they're not joining a sovereign government. They're joining as members. That's the difference. Well, does the rest of the membership of the organizations of the seventy-four countries has a BIA? Do they associate uh, to? Um, a- a bureau of their self-sustainability of their people to be able to conduct them that which is their land and what they could do and take away? Do they still hold associations of titles to be able to um, come into an organization that is a tribunal? The federal government, um, there is no tribunal. There is no tribunal court. United Nations is a tribunal court, but there is no tribunal court of, you know, of, a, of an altar um, convention. I mean, I, I'm on the line of where you're at. I mean, I think that it's really great that, you know, that there's going to be a tribunal of, you know, of sovereigns who gets together, you know, as a sovereign government, 
You know, not as, you know, I think that it could be separated. You know, if organizations of, of the United States, of organizations of, if you separated them, you know, if it was tribal government, it was like for me, tribal nations. Now, yeah, tribal it, nations. It is separate. It's different categories. Like the sovereign nations have uh, the most the power, okay, inside the free nations. Then the the, mm-hmm. the BIA governments are supporters, but they're not like they're they're behind. You got so 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 that's the difference. But the, the, also there's an issue with uh, sovereign nations don't assert their sovereignty, or, or there's multiple sovereign. Uh, things that, uh, let's say, example, within a nation, right, traditional government, there's actually sometimes different groups fighting, for example, in Hawaii, right? There's multiple uh, sovereign organizations that we're the right govern, uh, sovereign government, and then they say, mm-hmm. we are the right sovereign government, and we are the one. So how do we, you resolve something like that, you know? So, well, then why would you, assert, I mean, why would BIA be able to consult of, um, um a diplomatic um, association with the international um, process. You know, that's where I'm at. Where does BIA fit in all this and saying that they are, their organization can be able to direct um, other domestic or international associations to governance of, you know, their probabilities of what they've done. If you looked at the BIA, what they've done for Native Americans, I think that that will give your um, your output of what they do. Uh, I know that they were created for the prisoner of war, uh, you know, to keep the control of the natives, you know. So I, I do know about all the, about the history of that. They kept the control of it. They killed 100, over 100 million people of Native Americans. To sustain the United States, so providing um, uh, a war association to um, a bureau under uh, um, Organic Act of the Apache Nation's um, federal law. So uh, mm-hmm. organic means an association with, not the actual law, which was appropriated by the um, Organic Act of that association. You know, they only been you know, you know, hey. It's just a matter of opinion. It's, just, it's not about an argument. It's just that it's, it's just my opinion of what it is that I saw. You know, you can go to reservations here. You know, go to any reservation and say that um, what has the BIA done? What has the government done of hundreds of trillions of dollars that they have to better propose the Native Americans? And what is it? What is it that the the BIA is going to be able to uh, oppose or to help in an organization establishment under a tribunal service of what it is that um, to give the best interest of the people. Uh, I think uh, you know, like of course, I, I totally agree with your, uh, what you said because um, I have I had an issue with, uh, with people saying that oh, you're not federally recognized, so uh, so you're not a re, uh, you're. They're, you're not indigenous uh, nation, or you know they they don't uh, they they don't matter, or they're not real. They're fake. That's what they, they're coming around. 
the, the people who uh, the tribal government inside the BIA, uh, BIA system are saying that uh, your sovereign nation is fake because you're not federally recognized. So we're getting into this crazy fight, you know, like with, uh, with, with, with those, uh, those ones uh, already, you know, like, uh, you know what, I, what I'm saying? I think you did you run across that before? Yeah. You know, you know why? You know why they don't want to associate that? Because if they gave this sovereignty to the Native American people, that means they govern their own state. That means they can make international and domestic agreements to be able to associate a federal recognition. Now, if a, you know the definition of you know a tribe is a band, is a nation. You know, it's who gives those authorities to an organization that says who you are and who you're not. See, those 18 treaties is the balance of those 500 fairly recognized tribes. So why would the BIA and Congress hold those titles of those 18 treaties? I'm the 19th treaty, by the way. Those 18, those 18 treaties, why not say, hey, you know, standing bear, you know, um, sitting bull, the heirs, of those people and saying, hey, if they gave those treaties to the actual tribes of the nations that are fairly recognized, then you have a better sustainability. It's like giving to the leaders. Let the leaders decide what it is that they could do with the federal government, not just by one person saying that, hey, there's no headmen. These are all chairmen. If you promote the chairman, the headmen, who are the, you know, the chiefs, that then they could be t- dictate. You know, and if you know, if you want to associate to the BIA, then it's like, why don't you give the 18 treaties back so we know who is fairly recognized and who's not fairly recognized? I don't want to hear it from you because you're not the person of the President of the United States or the Secretary of Interior or the Commissioner of Indian Affairs or the Superintendent of the Agency of these associations. So without those four, you know, it's like, hey, I would go to these four first and then go, hey, um, are you fairly recognized? Well, Yeah. Because this person yeah. here is the head of these other tribes. He's acknowledging these tribal members, and yes, they are fairly recognized. Are fairly that's recognized. why. The, that's why you want. Yeah, but, but, you know. But but these narratives are being pushed by the chairmen of the of the the tribal councils, the hereditary chiefs. Of the of and that they claim to be hereditary chiefs and so on. They say if you don't have a Indian card, uh, you're and you're not federally recognized. You're not a nation. You know, like like that's how they're pushing well, it. And then, and then, you know, so they're pushing that agenda. It's not coming from the outside. It's coming from inside the the people yeah. uh, that leaders uh, from each uh, just tribal council or the, the community themselves. You know, so that's why uh, I feel a little bit colonized way of uh, thinking, but you know, they even mm-hmm. asked us, they said, the Hakka tribe, right? They said, show us your BIA card. I said, what the hell are you talking about? Well, we, we have our own country called Singapore, but they said, yeah, but you, <laughs> don't you have like, card? I go like this, we're separate, we're a different country. We're not even in the United States, you know, so they're, they're, they're so confused, you know. They said, how can you have a tribe, be a tribe, prove that you have a Hakka tribe, because without the BIA card, you know, like I go, I go like we don't function like that. We function through language. We have our own Hakka language, and our language is our card. Yes, it is. Yes, it is, and that's the sovereignty of it. 
because it, it appropriates the, the development of structure. It's like you go to, you know, that's where all these cards are. It's like the passports, you know, you know, stamp passport, stamp passport, you know, here, you're from Singapore. And yes, you're coming to the United States um, visitor. But if you had the card, that's what the native part means, tribal, native tribal. And you can use that card anywhere in the world. You could go to anywhere in the world that, you know, especially I would go to the ones in the United Nations because those are going to protect you because of those tribal identification cards. Those are the main things. You're right. You're absolutely correct. They don't want to say, you know, um, what, you got a tribal card? You got an ordinance? You got, you know, um, policies? You know, you got a constitution? What's your constitution? Well, my constitution says I could do this, you know? So those are the those are the basics of what it is that you have to be able to um, sustain your your country, and you know the BIA is separate from the um, tribal Indians. If you went to the tribal Indian, you went to um, let's say you say this is a hypothetical. Let's say that um, you called the BIA and said, okay, um, I see um, I see Kovlo as a fairly recognized tribe. Are they fairly recognized? Yes. So you go to Kovalo and say, hey, I want to make an international agreement with you for, um, let's say, trade. You know, you got farmland, you got hemp, you got you got some other association we can make a trade with. And you think the BIA is going to say, oh, no, 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 you can't, you can't deal with them. Well, they're fairly recognized from you, right? Yeah, they were associated in 1934 to state that, you know, they're fairly recognized. So are they a sovereign? Yes. Do they waive their immunity? No. Then... I don't need you no more. Thank you for your information and tell me that this is a federally recognized tribe because they are a state. They're a sovereign. They're independent from the federal government as the fiduciary duties to be able to acknowledge that what it is that you're trying to associate to a treaty. That's when you come into – that's where the state comes in to the federally recognized association is that the state provided the, the governance of the treaty, the um, – there's a there's a word um, I'm missing it, but that's what the BIA doesn't want you to do. So you just look at all the lists and say, okay, these are all federally recognized tribes. Then okay, I'm going to go to each individual one and see if they would like to be able to associate to my tribunal. Why would you want to be able to from the be associated to your tribunal? Because maybe they don't like the United States system coming onto their reservations and telling them that um, a drug dealer who is not Native American that's on Native American land that cannot be prosecuted because they don't have a court system. But they could be detained by the, um, the tribal officer. Yeah, but it's not going to do no good because, you know, that's not your jurisdiction. So what the tribunal does, it says, hey, you're associated to the international to domestic court system and saying that what did they do? A white man came on your property? Well, we're going to stand behind you and reassociate that, that every court, every tribal government in the United States does not have a court system that will be able to adopt the tribunal court as a, um, as a, a mediator to um, associate the, um, the process of development of law. Because that's what international um, tribunal is. It's a governing body that has the authority of law. And it could be all the nations sit there, you know, in a circle as a tribunal court. They are the judge. They are the leaders. And saying that, um, you know, bring it to vote like, like Congress. 
You know, or like a monarch. You know, they do it in Germany. The monarch is the head power. You know, it's not the queen. It's all the all the powers to be, and they put a vote, and where it is the right way, and then they fucking put documentations and saying that you know that that arrest that you made or didn't make on that reserve of that sovereign, it's under our association and our constitution saying that we're here for them. Not you, because they feel like that they were unjust. So if the, the tribunal is adjusted to that, and then all the nations that has adopted to this has a court system that, if inside that country's court system doesn't work, they can provide a documentation just as much as the convention of the um, United Nations. When it goes to the United Nations, they, you know, put a documentation saying that you know, hey, the United States is not being fair to the, um, the tribal sovereigns, and they're taking away that white people who come on the Native American land don't get prosecuted for providing drugs to Native Americans, which is illegal. You know, they're justifying that a sovereign state to a sovereign state has jurisdiction to be able to imply. No, it doesn't work that way. And that's where, you know, I totally agree with you that on the, on the tribunal part is that it, it is very much needed. It, it is very much you know, associated to be prepared. You know, we need this tribunal so that other people can adopt what it is that they can utilize on their reserves. And those federally recognized tribes, you can go to them directly. You don't need BIA. You think BIA is going to hold to go there with you and go, hey, we would like to make an international agreement. They would never do that. They would tell you that, no, no, we're not allowing you to go there to make a, um, a sovereign agreement because Native Americans need international association for a true sovereign. So if we apply to the tribunal, each of these countries into an international agreement and tribunal, then they just sovereignize themselves to be able to associate a court system. You know, that's, that's my preference. You know, that's, that's the direction yeah, that, that I would go Definitely the, the treaty event in September signing between the countries and indigenous nations will be a major event. It's because now we're talking about on the same table about let's say fifty or hundred countries signing with indigenous nations to recognize the sovereignty where that is will change the paradigm. Also, you know, because now we are talking about international treaties that sign, you know, so that's a that's a huge uh, impact I think. Well, I have a I have sixty four countries. I have seventy four countries to your one hundred and six. So I got I got over half of them <laughs> on my side. That's, I got that right. Well, hopefully we're all going to unite. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, um, these things the you know, creator has a way of doing this. Lee. So that's why it's so beautiful that you know I'm I'm so happy that you know you could do this on your birthday. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. Um, and let's – we have a, a couple of um, listeners um, on the line. Um, I'm going okay. to um, unmute them, and um, I have a feeling that one of them is um, Joshua Drake, who is one of the uh, White Buffalo Nation farms. Um, here in Nevada, 
and he's, mm-hmm. uh, I think I mentioned him to you before. I think you guys might be mm-hmm. related. Yeah. And then I also okay. believe that Dana Dudley is waiting. So let me just mm-hmm. bring them in to the circle. Yeah. Yes. And uh, let's see. Um, welcome. Joshua, are you with us? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> I think so. Welcome. Uh, this is Joshua Drake of Be Happy Gardens, and um, he is, as I said, um, one of the White Buffalo Nation farms, and we grew hemp together last year. And I know he's interested in seeing how um, we can work with the Geronimo Hemp Plan going forward. So welcome, Joshua. Um, I don't know if you have any questions or comments as yet. Not really. I've just been listening. Okay. All right. Thank you. And now I'm also... Okay. And I'm also going to welcome Dana Dudley into the circle, I believe. Hello. How are you, everybody? Welcome, Dana. Welcome. <laughs> um, Dana, There's I'd like to introduce you. There's only one issue that I see, Lisa, that is going to be an obstacle, and that is the Federal Reserve. Because as long as everybody is using Federal Reserve notes, they're going to never honor the treaties, which we all know. I would love yeah. to answer that question. <laughs> I, could re- I, could yeah. statement. I could respond to that question also. Okay, yes, who, so um, please do. I'd like right, Chief Geronimo, you want to go? All right. No, I, let, let, let David do I mean, this is what he has to say. Okay. <laughs> Dot Y, uh, your yes. first up. Actually, so uh, we were, were actually creating several uh, currencies for indigenous nations. Uh, number one, uh, the Kingdom of Hawaii, we're creating their own uh, sovereign currency, and also we have uh, signed an agreement to create a currency uh, for the, right now, one of the council fires for the Osheti Shakoan, uh, and we're trying to get the, the remainder of the council fires. So we have uh, two sovereign currencies, and we, uh, we're at, we're, we have assets, so we're backing it of our mining claims of uh, precious metals of gold, silver, platinum, palladium, and rhodium uh, to have uh, their own uh, indigenous sovereign currency. And then uh, it's exchangeable into uh, international currency called the earth dollar, which is like ties all the indigenous currencies together. So it is um, based on blockchain technology. So it's in, independent of the Federal Reserve. You know, all these currencies are sovereign currencies of the nations. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Got my two cents? <laughs> yes, please. Well, um, <laughs> with, with, um, with sovereign nations of the United States, so let me start there, with sovereign nations of the United States, and then to um, 
to the conversation before this was that there was 18 treaties, you know, but 18 treaties from 1851 to 1852 that were never, that were never given. So the honoring of the, um, the sovereign treaties is that you got to give them to the chiefs to be able to ratify them. So if the chiefs never ratify these documentations, but then they associate that off these treaties are these 436 federally recognized tribes under the BIA. Okay, now this is where this is where we stand right now. I am one of the the lineal and Aboriginal title holders for the Mendocino Reserve. My family actually, you know, named Mendocino in 1542. So. When you get to the, the lineal title, to saying that, you know, hey, I'm a lineal chief of this reserve. Now the federal government, now we're in our um, original title from 1856 from the federal government. We have that from President Pierce. So when you go into that, because I have um, a thousand shares at a million dollars a share. So that's like... Um, a lot of money. Anyways, so under the sovereign, when, I, when we go to the, the federal government saying that we would like to be able to participate in uh, um, domestic and international um, governance, then the government will give us the service of, of that reserve because that is under the Constitution for the fiduciary duties of the United States. That's why they didn't want to give the 18 treaties out because then those powers would go to the chiefs. Not two delegates, because if you looked under um, PL PL 93-638 for self-determination, that is an international law. And when you use international law for your domestic services under a sovereign government, they have to acknowledge that. They don't tell Native Americans how to be able to um, collaborate with how you run a government how you do a court system. It's all on public knowledge is saying that, you know, tribes get a court system. How many fairly recognized tribes out there? 496. You know how many of them have um, a court system? Next to none. Because they want those counties and those states to have um, authority over those nations. And when we associate to our own governance and our own policies and our own court system, then we're more likely to be able to do the association what the government would like us to do. Because if you looked at the president of the United States, who's his chairman? He doesn't have a chairman. Who's his board? He doesn't have a board. All his duties are consultants. Does the president of the United States, can he make an order all by himself? Yes, he can. Because Barack Obama did it 109 times without legislation, without Congress, because they told him they wouldn't, they wouldn't accept it. No, we ain't doing nothing for you. He goes, well, I'm here for the people. The people voted me to make the best decisions that I can make. So if they gave those decisions to chiefs, not chairmans, because chairmans were never associated to the treaty. That's why you don't. That's why they will not honor the treaty because chairmans are not chiefs. They are, can you know? They're if they would. I mean, my my recommendations is, hey, 
chief is the highest authority, and that is the headman for all agencies to listen to that that chief, then they might get more answers. But if they associate themselves to chairmans, then they don't have to honor the treaty because that's not what the treaty was indicated as. When, when people go every year to the President of the United States, there's a federal agent that comes out and goes, who are you? I'm Chairman Joe Walking Wolf. Um, can you please be um, Chief Walking Wolf? And he does that 300 times. So if you had that acknowledgement of saying that, hey, the president recognizes me as a chief, not a chairman, my ability is that when I go do my, my tribe and go, and, hey, we're changing chair to chief because that's what the president recognizes. And then those are the reasons why that the, the United States will not honor a treaty because it's not being acted on the way it was written. You got to act on it the way it was written. If it was acted on the way it's written, then you'll be able to get your, your reserve. And whatever the tribe appropriates to how much the land assets are worth, they put it in a, um, a bond. And the government has a bond exactly for tribal governments. No one will ever tell them this. I mean, I spent 20 years doing this. So, I mean, I do know a little bit about it. And I worked with 64 countries in open government partnership for just these things. I'm done. Did I answer your question? Yes, it does. I mean, this goes back to, you know, things that we've touched on as well, um, Chief Geronimo, which is the, and davidcom.wise familiar as well, and that I've been advocating for the restoration of um, matriarchal traditional government, which is that for the chiefs to be legitimate, you have to mm-hmm. also reestablish the, um, the clan mothers, you know, bring well, yeah. the entire yeah. original yeah. government structure back. Right. Yes. Yes, um, yes. So I know that um, Joshua Drake is listening, um, and I guess let's let's get back to on the ground, the Geronimo plan, how you see it unfolding for Mendocino and the alliance that you're looking to build um, across Turtle Island and how you see that rolling out and how um, you're extending invitation to, um, to others. Well, um, first off is that, you know, um, you know, Mr. Drake, and if he's an ancestor, I mean, I think that this is the, um, the most powerful associations because we got um, Cabrillo in 1542 that came here to the United States for Spain to, you know, to claim it. And you got Drake of England that appropriated the acknowledgement of the colonies. And that when he reported back to the queen, he says that they're already here. It's already colonized. It's already in development. There, you know, there's religion, there's court, there's, you know, there's preparations, there's Native Americans that, you know, that know what they're doing. You know, it's already set up. So when he made, when she made him the governor of New Albion, and the governor of New Albion is actually in Mendocino County. 
Albion, California, is where Sir Drake came to. And then went to Marin County and, and went to the Miwoks. And so if, you know, your organization and, you know, through the association with Drake and then the proposal of, hey, Queen, do you still acknowledge that this action, that, you know, that there was a colonization and that there is a still an heir to be able to associate with? And we would like to do international services and that with hemp industries that would collaborate that um, Europe is one of the largest in hemp manufacturing, you know, and research, you know. And I think that if we combined our forces and that – you know who we are and our names, then I, those are the names that is going to make a big difference when, you know, when we go to, you know, the Secretary of Interior and to the President of the United States and they say, um, oh, great. Oh, um, right. Those are all the right words to say that, you know, we're still in collaboration and that we're ready for, you know, process. You know, we're still in a pandemic, but in an economical structure for Native Americans and for the community, that's what we're giving. We're going to give people the opportunity to be able to make that choice. These, our economical corporation is to establish what should always be there for a, a governing body to be able to help the people. It's not saying that you have to go to work there. It's like if you don't want to go to college and you don't want to do nothing more and you want to stay in your community, Here's a service for you to be able to work for the rest of your life and on and on and on and on and on, like they did the timber. 150 years they destroyed the timber, but these, these, these mills were there to be able to sustain the community of its county, its state, and the, the governing body. That's what's supposed to be there. And the only thing what we're doing is going to say, hey, you know, um, there's no more trees left. And the best availability is to be able to put it into – hemp products, hemp commodities, and, you know, build our houses out of hemp. So when there's wire fires, you should still go back to your house. You know, you could actually stay, it might be safer to stay in your house. So, you know, I, I believe that, you know, um, it's coming together and making a, a chance you know, in, in Toronto Hemp Industries and, you know, and what in Drama Hemp Industries is, is that these properties that are on this list, these are, um, these are permits of what you can do on each land. And we could transfer them over to other lands anywhere in the United States. And it'd be under fairly recognized and fairly structured and fairly protected because of the sovereign. So we would like to be a staple on, you know, that where were the Native Americans yesterday? Well, they're here today. And they got a team that will be able to progress it in a way that um, um, money is not going to be an issue. Not even, you know, I, I'm not going to question that. I'm asking for $4.3 billion. And I have... 300 billion in treasury bonds. I only got I got 300 certified certificates on me right now. So, you know, if they if they don't want to do one thing, then they're going to honor the other thing. Of that that word, if they're not going to give you the um, 
your your assets and your land? Oh, yes, they will, because I already got the bonds. I already got the seal. I'm the authorized signature authority of it. They're going to have to do it one way or another. There's $100 billion in revenue taxes. They have to spend this money. There's $31 billion from March of 2021 by Biden for FEMA emergency. They just gave a tribe, the Apache Nation, in um, Arizona, I believe, $43 million a month for just for FEMA. So, you know, that's for the whole tribe, for the people, and making sure that they're taken care of. So if, when we come in into the same perspective with an economical plan, organizations, you know, like this other associate here on, the, um, on this call, is that other sovereign nations, we listen to him and us, then we're on the right ballpark, you know, because he's overseas. And to be a fairly recognized tribe, you have to have international associations. That's what, and my friend, when I first started all this, my friend, he was a NASA, um, NASA scientist. And he goes, you know how to be a sovereign? You have to have international associations. And he gave me 40,000 um, um, so, um, the, uh, for the heartbeat, um, thermometers, not thermometers, but, um, well, anyways, I got the sovereignty. So the, the sovereignty for it is that we have to collaborate with is we have to have international associations. And with the international associations and domestic interstate sovereignties, then we hit all bases on how to be able to sustain a sovereignty in a nation under its own government. This kind of provision, what we're doing with hemp, um, do you think it, there's 5 million Native Americans in the United States? So off that hemp industry, can we take care of our people with that? Let's say for 150 years. I believe we can. And can we sustain public interest to be able to associate that hemp industry can be able to sustain for outside associations? Yes, it can. Can we agree with a tribunal court internationally and domestically, have a court domestically and have a court internationally to provide that the corrections for one is associated to the other? One could be a lower court, one could be a higher court. You know, those are the things that, you know, we need to um, be able to take care of. And, you know, and the people are here that are able to do this, it's here today. And the people that are listening that, you know, it's a democracy. It's not a democracy is saying that I don't want to do that. I don't want them there. It's a democracy is saying that do you want to be a part of it or do you not? Is it going to be a benefit or it's not? Because as a government, we have those actions like the president of the United States. I'll keep on going there. He could, he could listen to his cabinet, but it doesn't mean he has to do what they say. He can associate that authority to make sure that he's doing the right thing for the people. And that's where we're at right here today is that, you know, can we do the right thing for the people? And can, you know, Chief Geronimo be the head to make sure that, you know, that the, the cooperation and the structure is going to be there with all the people that he has there to, you know, make sure it's going to get done right. Questions, comments, yep. circle. 
Uh, this is David. I just wanted to comment on uh, affirm uh, Chief Geronimo, what he says is true for international treaties. Actually, there are several things to be recognized as a nation state. Number one, they have to have land. Second, they have to have a, a population uh, that's like a registered citizen. Uh, third, they have to have an operating government. And the fourth, the right uh, to the actually associate international treaties with other uh, sovereigns. So, so that's correct. He's pointing. Uh, that's a Monty video, uh, that uh, convention of uh, 19, um, 1933. So he's correct. He's he's pointing out the fourth criteria for a sovereign uh, nation state. Thank you. Yep. Very much so. <laughs> We're all on board. I'd like to make a comment, Josh Drake here. Go ahead. Can anybody hear me? Oh, um, yes. I've been uh, studying this green power plant that they did in uh, Whitefish, Montana, and it's uh, regeneration of soil through carbon. And... Uh, that's kind of where I'm going right now, um, you know, as far as nutritious food and uh, some of the issues and uh, GMOs and all that we got going. So, yeah, I didn't know if anybody knew about the green power plant and uh, using carbon. They can do what the earth takes 400 years to do in like four or five days. And... Uh, <laughs> Very interesting. Can I that? If anybody wants, wants to look into that, I do. I will. What okay. I could do is that um, if there is that, um, see, those, this is what I was telling Lisa Wolf is that if someone gave me a proposal of what it is it would take to um, generate it, it's saying that, you know, say, what if I said $5 million for five years? Is that is that a good start to be able to sustain that that service? And if it does, then you know we make a um, we make an agreement. You know, and, um, the White Buffalo right. Council makes an agreement with. I'm I own my own utilities. I own a, probably the only right. traveled um, utilities probably in California. Probably you know there's probably, well, there's this, a couple this, out there. This power plant, this green power plants producing enough energy. You know, they're using um, um, oh god, I can't uh, algae. Algae oh, nice. and they're uh, putting it into the coal and making their own fertilizer and plants are just loving it. And also they're producing enough electricity to provide power to hundred and ten homes. And wow. It's a free energy set deal. Yeah, it's uh it's very exciting. Um Well how much would it cost? Well, uh, that's what I, I, how much I really don't know if it's I, I you know, I have a well that's already drilled right here in Bay Wild. So I'm thinking using the geothermal to you know, basically uh, produce your own algae and stuff. 
And, uh, yeah, I, well, I, I haven't priced anything out. Um, but if you need any legal help or whatever, my son's an attorney. So, uh, well, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd like to get this thing written He's off? He's a great today. resource. Well, um, you know, I would suggest, you know, if it was uh, um, $5 million on, uh, on a research uh, availability for um, green energy. You know, the United States is all about green energy right now. They've always have been. Right. I worked for the United States right. Department. I worked for the United States Department of Energy for um, four years, and I developed my my concept when when I was associated to it as um, a tribal utilities adopted to right. the United States Department of Energy. So I got the concept, and but the thing is that you know, and the structure that we're going with now is that if those would like to be able to be a part of a green energy and has uh, a, something that would give that, that's a benefit for us. That's a benefit for everybody. If we're going to ask, I'm, I'm asking for $4 billion. There's, you know, there's, if, there's, a, there's a video out there. It's kind of called The Time to Grow. And it's got all that information on the Green Power House. Um, so, yeah, I, I, like I said, I think Green energy is the way to go, and uh, refurbishing yeah. our soil because we're de- we, we're de- destroying our soil. You know, we're, we're, we're devastating it. We're, de- you're, we're desecrating it. You know, but that's right. Why I am, from, and, from what? From, from, from uh, yeah, they're just destroying everything on on a planet, basically, through fertilizers and all that stuff. So, yeah, another thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm fixing to blow up on is uh, mushrooms. I'm going to grow a lot of mushrooms. I'm gonna, well, I'm gonna, I got a 350 square foot area. I'm going to here directly in the next week or so. I'm going to start my mushroom farm. So, nice. Um, lion's mane. You know, lines mean if you have a head injury or anything like that, it will reroute the circuits in your brain. And they use mushrooms also in uh, chemotherapy. There's certain types of mushrooms that cure cancer. And uh, we've got a lot of issues with that. PFOBs and C8 and... Uh, you know, DuPont and all them. Uh, you can get a get a water treatment plant at your house. It only cost you about six thousand dollars after they polluted it. In 1958, they knew that it wasn't good, but yet they sprayed billions and billions of gallons on our planet. And uh, you know, it's a carcinogenic Teflon. And of course, they shut that down. Now we got a Another Flint, Michigan, basically going in uh, Virginia, right outside Washington D.C. Maybe that'll wake them up, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Well, we, what we need to do is wake ourselves up, and you know, and utilize our resources and making sure that you know we're giving each one of us the um, the correct ability. You know, I mean, it's. Right. You know, five million dollars. Five million. Would five million dollars be able to help out and white buffalo organization? 
and his sustainability and his nonprofits and his rehabilitation. You know, that's a start. You know, is it? You know, would, would, would that? Would, I mean, that's, that's like like giving a million dollars to each of your board members and say, because I look at board members is that each one has an ability. Each one has a structure to be able to go. What would you do with that million dollars? Because you know, I, I expect when I when I give up money, is that that's what I expect to make a year. If you can't make that a year, then you know, then it's going to be restructured where it is that you can make a year. And so those are the allocations that really sustain that sustains it. The money is a startup to say that you know, hey, can you take care of your organization and progress off of it? And, and that's what I'm offering because I know I could get these things. With you guys on board making a, um, um, an agreement with tribal nations that, you know, when I go to the Secretary of Interior and she says all that what it is that's being prepared and who's involved, you know, it's a chance. And if you have a, um, your son that's an attorney and he looks it over and, you know, and says, is it dad is involved? In you know, I don't, I don't see why you wouldn't right. want to take away the, you know, the opportunity. If someone's offering you $5 million and then, here I go to the Secretary of Interior and go, hey, I'm Lisa Wolf. Can you get that guy back? Where's Geronimo at? Because, you know, it looks like he got fucking all his money. Go get him. <laughs> go see if we can contact him. You know, but then, you know, then, you know, I really think it's. Um, Dana, are you with us? Yep, yeah, I am. <clears throat> okay. Questions, comments? Oh, I'm totally intrigued, especially about the <laughs> algae fuel production facility. Um, Dana, why don't you give? I don't think that uh, anyone on this call really knows who you are and what your background and work is because. Um, <laughs> environmental technology and um, restoration technologies is is your forte. So um, can you Absolutely. put some perspective? Thank you. Sure. I'll, I'll do like a couple paragraphs. Um, <laughs> my family was here at the founding of the country and was, in fact, <clears throat> the so-called federal country is what I'm referring to here. And they were in the very first census, helped to bring food production for the people that were all coming to the state. Okay, and on my father's side of the family, found oil right about the time that John Rockefeller entered into the equation. So we've dealt with all of the things you're talking about, every kind of hardship that there is. But we developed an algae fuel process and have set up, because I totally detest the crude oil industry, have since I was five, don't, don't see any benefits to it to anybody. But I also understand that most cars right now are still Utilizing it so I see biofuels as the primary way to solve the problem long term as we go to a cleaner planet. So we have 
functioning facilities now in uh, Europe, one in Canada, one in South America, and they're working to do one here. So that one would be the pilot, and we can scale it up or scale it down. The only way that we see that it could be beneficial is to create it as a membership organization. The government pays a dollar twelve a gallon to those who are inclined to totally develop algae fuel to the max. We can scale it up to millions of gallons if we need to. And the location I selected would be in the north, south, east, west corridor um, near I-95 and I-40. I already brought partners in. We already had everything in writing and agreement. And then Bernie Madoff came, and we all know what happened back then. So that stopped our progress here. But we didn't stop our progress. We went international, not because we wanted to, because we wanted the U.S. to have it first. But I don't think that pipelines opening or reopening is the answer either. I think the best way to solve this economically for the world is to go to algae fuel and hemp fuel and the rest of it because then we're in a green world and that's what the children of the future deserve that's yes, about indeed. what I have for input unless somebody had kind of specific questions but count me on board forever you guys <laughs> well I got a question yes what if you were a tribal sovereignty? You were to put that algae I've been sovereign. I worked my way through. For those of you who don't know it, I am one of the alleged Montana Freeman. Although I think you know, we were never free. I was never a man, and I was never from Montana. But I don't think that their approach of belligerent claimants and law and threatening people was ever going to get them anywhere. I don't think that was the answer. I think we should do things in peace, always do things in peace and extend a hand of friendship because we get further as a people of the world, all of us. But I'm totally sovereign. I have no government ID at all. So that means I don't take a stimulus check. It, I don't do anything like that. I work in the wellness industry for the wellness of the planet, period. Well, um, see, um, I'm a federal contractor and a FEMA officer. And that, yeah, you know, I, I have, have to had the opportunity to say hello to you last week. Yeah, he did. So, you know, it's, it's how we take our actions. You know, if, if something inhibits us, you know, how can we associate it? Because, you know, how, I mean, every land that I get or my partners associate with, it becomes federal. It doesn't come from the land no more. It can, that's where the facility stands for. Facility means 
governing body and a governing association. That's why they did. That's why the, the government doesn't really want you to know that. Um, well, if you go to a tribal, excuse me, if you go to a tribal government and ask them to make a contract with you for the sustainability, the federal government has no say so. And, and, and that's where we're at right now. And that's where we're at right now. We can make those agreements. Anywhere where you where you proposed to have it right where you wanted it, I could I could go there and make the contract and get that land. And with all the all of your investors. We're still associated to their funds, and that property can be associated because you need that you need that sovereign association and the federal contracting that associates that it's governed. Without the federal contractor, it just gives you only a personal issue, not a governing issue. You know? Right. See, mm-hmm. I didn't have any contact previously, so we set it up the best way we could see fit at that time. You know, I know when my daughter was serving on city council that she spent a couple of weeks with FEMA in Massachusetts getting training, but she didn't really say very much to me as her mom about it. So I don't really totally understand the entire workings of FEMA. So forgive mm-hmm. me for my ignorance, if you would. Um, that's why we you know that's why the people that we come together that's why creator and his opportunity right now is to give us a, um, an insight you know so it's you know I'm trying I would like to associate our agency to be the head agency for all tribal all tribal resources so you know and that's where hemp that would comes be in wonderful and, I'm actually a native California girl so mm-hmm. I I totally appreciate that California, if anyone has never read it before, where everything totally went wrong, if you wanted to totally understand it, a book I have recommended for a long time is The King of California about the Central Valley and what happened there and what how they tied in the D.C. area into what they were doing. And it names names. In the book, it's um, Rick Schwartzman, who is one of the authors. And it's probably one of the best nonfiction factual histories that I've ever had the opportunity to read. Nice. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll adding that as a footnote. Um, Scott White, David, um, as you're listening to this yeah. structurally what what do you see does does this sound feasible workable to you I mean you are on the board well, of White Buffalo Initiative well there's also the the buy Indian Act which requires the U.S. government to buy anything as uh, Indian and uh, most most of the Indigenous tribes have not taken advantage of that. So imagine 30% of everything sold to the federal government, including the veterans, the Department of uh, Defense, and so on, has to be purchased from uh, uh, tribal governments. Uh, but they, they have not been able to take advantage of that if you actually 
had this language thing with, uh, with, with products from, all the way from coffee to um, to uh, office supplies. Uh, you you would get around thirty, and they have obligations by law to buy. So so you would get around thirty percent of all the business from the from the from the United States government. So that that is also if you could produce hemp products, you can actually sell them to. It's guaranteed contracts, you know. They, so, the by Indian Act says that they they have first priority if they have the product, they have to buy, you know, the government. Nice. Well, it means see, there's a there's a step we could you know we could associate with because you know, and, hey, a, we're we're a government body right now, and we could take those actions in our you know in. Those are the actions that we need to um, act upon and seeing that, you know, it's testing our authority. Do we have the support? Do we have these actions? You know, can we do it as an individual? And that's where, you know, well, like other organizations, whatever, 501c3s, to be able to be, have a 501c3, you have to have a, another associate that's already, you know, going as a 501c3 to help you out. So is these the kind of things that we could be able to associate ourselves in, in our perspective as tribal nations and white buffalo um, organizations to be able to contract with itself? Because, it's, I, I mean, Native Americans can't sell their land. They can lease their land. They can contract their land, but they can't sell it. It's it's against the law. They could, you know, that's where, you know, there there's something in there that says, you know, I mean, the federal government says you cannot sell Reservation land. You could contract it and you can lease it, but you can't buy it. It's, you can't buy sovereign land. That's, you know, if it's in, you know, if if the United States goes over to um, Puerto Rico and buys three acres, is it the United States land? Well, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. That's wrong. Okay, let's go to Africa. If Africa, if you go buy land in Africa and say the government, the federal, the United States goes buy land in Africa, is it United States land or is it still? African land. You know what I mean? So it's the buying part. Why are you buying Native American land or why is the government associating that you gotta buy from Native Americans to be able to do association for what it is that who's buying it? And what's that sell for? Is that sell for your association to be able to govern it? Or is that your association to be able to put it into um, economics? You know, what part is it? What are you buying? Are you buying the land for the the tribal government sovereignty? Or are you buying the government to be able to associate that there is a contract to be able to – I don't – that's the part I don't understand. You know, why would you buy the land? Why, can I, why not contract it and lease it and not give the problems to the Native Americans to say that, you know, um, here, you want to sell your land? This is what we're going to do for it. This is what we've got to do. We've got to contain it. You know, that's, you know, I, that's something I maybe have to work out if Lisa could, you know, to give me that information, I could look into it and see how it's developed. But it's Native Americans can't sell their land. It's a sovereign. I mean, within their own people, they could sell it to someone else and say that, that that's their tribal member's land. They, no one else could fucking say that, you know, I'm going to sell my land to an outside source and make $100,000 and have them be sovereign onto that land. That's not going to work. You could buy it in-house within the state of the sovereign that you're in. You can sell it to each member. You can say, you know, I got, you know, 
10,000 acres. You know, I'll sell it to my tribal member for, you know, a certain amount of money. Then they could do that. But anybody outside of the organization or members cannot sell it. It's unsellable. To my, to my Chief, can, you, can you can you can you describe how um, you know this agreement and funding as you know as it goes forward and um, becomes real? What will happen across Turtle Island through Geronimo Hemp Industries? Can you describe what will unfold? Um, the economical and freedom of the individual native and the organizations for what it's able to associate to. It gives opportunity. It will open up doors where doors were never opened up before. Right now there's, you know, sheriffs going on to Native American land and saying that, you know, you can't, you can't grow this and you can't do this. It's like, um, you know. So those are the things that we would like to, um, you know, uphold because those are the guidelines in the federal law for what it is that Geronimo Hemp Industry is able to um, associate to, and govern and protect. You know, we're not asking. And, we're, and we're what doing will this. what will be produced and taken to market? And I mean, the you know. What industries oh, or my, products are you talking about? Well, it's a, it depends on the um, the hemp. You know, it's up to the tribe too and the individual if you know if they want to grow um, fabric or if they want to grow um, you know um, pipe tobacco out of hemp. You know what I mean? Or make a, a manufacturer. You know, it's it's. It's kind of up to, and we will we will develop a list for each the each tribes and each individual members that, hey, I got 20 acres that I could grow, you know, um, biomass, and we would buy the biomass, you know, at a reasonable, marketable price. They don't have to go out and sell it. We're, we're all we're going to buy it. We're all we're going to do because um, we could use it for um, our our hemp creek to make our ports in our communities, in our housing, you know, in our food, in our, in our fuel. But those are not the only things that we're going to be able to do. But, I mean, in, uh, in Hemp Geronimo Hemp Industries, those are our foundations. There's 50,000 different commodities that we can utilize. And each Native American in each organization is able to, you know, um, be able to adapt how big they want to go and how small they want to go and how they're going to separate from – a tribal organization in development into an individual tribe or individual members or individual uh, citizens to be able to um, collaborate with that structure. And it's all about, you know, the laws and structure and how it's going to be proposed. And that's what um, drama industry is going to do is to associate the guidelines and the services that is going to protect you. We're going to have our own um, tribal law enforcement. If you know, if the FBI comes in, you give them a card and fucking here, call this person. He's the association to our jurisdiction, and he's the one that told us we could do that. There you go. It's under his guidelines. Here's the federal contractor. Here's the federal chief that gave us this authority. If that, if we have already had it, 
He's buying it. He's buying our product. We made a contract with him to buy all our product. Then, where's the sheriff, where, what is the um, FBI or the sheriff's going to do then? They can't. It's already contracted. It's already protected. And then we come there and remove them. And if they, um, they take the product, then we get ten times the amount for what it is that they took, just for disrupting us. It's like they do in timber. This is timber. Hemp is a weed, but a stock is a timber. And they want to, you know, they want to take from us. Is we're going to be charged ten percent, ten times the full market value of that product. And it goes to the um, goes to the tribe. We ask for our percentages. You know where it is that it's going to be negotiated. That's fair. You know, I always like twenty eighty, twenty percent us. 80% them because they got their employees, they got their associations, and, you know, they got their expenditures. They, that's their money. Ours is just their ours. We get ours for the protection, the laws, and the the preparation for the land, the soils. If they don't have it all themselves, we we come in with a pH, making sure the soils are what they are. We reestablish just like you know agricultural lands. If agricultural lands are damaged, then we go back in there, grow hemp, mix it back into the ground. Do mushrooms, throw mushrooms in it, and reestablish the um, the soils back to where it's supposed to be. You know, we could, we could do that, and it depends, you know, how tribal governments wants to associate into what they can do. If they want to, you know, go out and fix agricultural land to make it, you know, grow, then that's what they do. They'll get paid for it. You know, there'll be, you know, there'll be a, um, an allocation for them. You know, and that. These steps that we're taking right now is that, you know, your organization and other organizations, they could provide a proposal. Yeah, $5 million, five years. What would that do for you? At the end of the five years, then we'll, we'll figure out what is, you know, adjustable allocation that will keep it going. Because things grow. $5 million is not going to be is nothing compared to what it is that the sustainability of it. Because even though it's we would like to be able to give it free, but it still takes money to grease the wheel. And we always want to, you know, try to associate the grease that wheel off our own product, not someone else's product. So we got the we got the oil, we got the wheel, we got the wheel, we got the wheel white, right, wheel white. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, you know, um, we have to see in the, the, our abilities first, and that can it be done this way? Not just by saying it could be done this way, you know. It's we got to check if we find out that you know um, I don't get the five million dollars. You guys get the five million. The, the, the Secretary of Interior in the, the Treasury just might just here. Here's your money. The contractor says this is what you get. You, there will be a drop down that every month <coughs> you get a million dollars a year, and then you do your board, you do your costs, and everything else like that. If you need more money. All you got to do is go to the contractor and say, hey, you know, um, our administration is taking more money than what it is to, to sustain the product or the, or the resources, you know. You might need more than a million dollars to start out, you know, of that $5 million. I would do $5 million in two years so that you could utilize the best of the money for the needs you need right now because, you know, you don't want to be inhibited with something. You want all access for something. It doesn't mean that – 
the organizations can't come back to me and say, oh, I already asked for $5 million, and I don't want to ask for any more. You think that, you know, I'm, no, that's, that's what it's all for. That's what research is. And, you know, and can this happen? You know, we can look back yesterday and what other people have done. That doesn't make for what we're going to do today, for tomorrow, and the next day and the next day, because we would like this association to be the wellness that is going to rehabilitate the economy. That's her whole thing. And Native Americans has the ability to say, you know, we weren't there yesterday. We weren't there the year before or the year before that. But today, tomorrow, in this pandemic, everybody in this pandemic is in the same situation. Universities. I'm at a university right now that, you know, it doesn't even look like a university. But that is we have the curriculum. We got the, um, the administration. We got the, um, the process. That's what counts. Can we be like Davis? Can we do these things as they're starting up? Can we start up the same way? Yes, we can. And that's where we're at. Once we get out of the pandemic, then everybody that's left behind is going to be left behind. And those who are going to be up forward, we're going to be up forward. That's, that's where we're going to be at, all of us. And that's my, that's my direction that I would like for us to be in is give it its availability. You know, hey, someone's offering us $5 million, and what do, what do you lose for tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day? Nothing. It's like, you know, took a chance. And someone is here right now saying that, you know what, take that chance. Because, you know, um, I, I'm not doubting myself, and I'm not going to doubt you and everybody there and your availabilities. You, you, you all have an opportunity just as well as I do to be able to do something with what we have. And, you know, if it's down on a piece of paper and you guys agree, well, can we work with $5 million? What would we get? $50,000 a piece to start out each year? That's a good start. Or $70,000 a year? I like to, you know, I like to make it so everybody's equal, because then there's no greed or selfishness or anything that come into play and say, how come they get more money than me? Well, they're because they're a chairperson, or he's a chief, or she's a chief, and how come they get to do this and I don't get to do that? No, make everybody the same. If one person gets a card, they all get a card. If one gets a raise, you all get a raise. You know, you all have an organization that is able to. You know, resource itself and utilities. It's worth that because there's too much money available for this, and they're not going to tell you no. Especially when you have a fairly recognized tribe to say, "Is he fairly recognized or is he not?" Well, that's why we have the best woman in the secretary position right here, right now, is that we can ask those questions, and by asking them, here you go. We already have this. We already have this association. We would like it to be here. It was taken from us away from here because we didn't have this. Now we have this. We have our investors, and we would like to move forward. We got tested every part of where it is that it said no yesterday. Watch what happens tomorrow. What if it did say yes? Now you got the Native Americans instead of the United States having it because they already said no. What if the tribal nations had it? Guess what? We get to be the first in the United States. You know, I think it's the same pretense, and I think Native Americans would like to appreciate it more than the United States because they don't want it. 
But as soon as it's working, they definitely would want it or would displace it, but we will have our associations disappointed because we have the union of the convention of the United Nations to separate and to give us that dual sovereignty. And that's the Tribal Sovereignties Act. Gives us that gives us just that. And that's an international governing. I'm sorry. David David Com thought. Um it's getting uh, also another thing is actually to assert their sovereignty is that in the hemp bill uh the farm bill uh, indigenous uh, nations are allowed to write their own hemp uh, and cannabis laws, and very few are doing that. So uh, that means that these laws are are different from the existing uh, federal or state laws, you know, but you know, they write it. It's another um, asserting their sovereignty, so just to be aware of that. You know. Um, David, do you see a way to work um, with Chief Geronimo with what you're doing going forward? How would that proceed? Yes, definitely we could uh, look at it uh, to be able to uh, work together and try to help them uh, out as much as we can. But through the Federation of Nations, Free Nations, uh, we are already in discussion with the, uh, the uh, ICAO and also for the passports and the driver's license. I got also with the uh, by uh, with the barcodes, you know, so to travel internationally. I have that. I, I just want to say I have that. I have that already prepared for each each Good. nation to be able to have a fingerprint. Well, I have a, um, a developer and designer that was from Mongolia that developed this this um, ID in which, you know, as tribal government, if you looked in tribal government IDs, those are international passports. You don't they don't get a book and say, okay, you're in France or you're in Germany or that's all you need is that card. And that card is issued to the sovereign and the office of that governing body, and there's I, I could if you want if you want to see that um, that that preparation I'd be glad to give it to you guys because I think that is exactly what you're looking for, and I have another person that does that too from India. I got a, um, another India representative that um, that's helped me out with the IDs and the correspondence because I I could give international and immigration um, citizenship. I, I can do that right now. I have that, and I would glad. I'd be glad to love to um, to show you it, and for you to use it as a template because this is how it's all. That's how other tribes do it, but they only have the laminated. They don't have the barcode. They don't have you know the the professional of the strip and you know where you're from, where you at, who you who you are. You know, I can I can help with that process because I have that process right now. Dana, thoughts, comments, 
questions. I'm not sure she's still with us. <laughs> yes. I have, I have a, this is David speaking. I have another question, you know. How can we bring a thousand uh, sovereign indigenous uh, nations together, uh, you know, that everybody is in their own little silos or bubbles? But do you have a method to bring them together, Chief Geronimo? Yes, I do. My grandmother happened to be my mom happened to be the queen of Spain. And the, the, the cooperation where it is that this reserve came from is the structure for what it is that um, what I'm building and what I worked with the United Nations with and to be able to correspond and how to bring this all together. And through the Constitution and, you know, the ordinances and stuff like that also, too, to, to separate it, you know, and is – I do have all that, you know. Um, I do have a really, really, really good team that um, who is internationally um, smart on this kind of thing. Um, any questions that you may need to be able to um, help out, where it is that you know that you might get stuck at, we are a really good resource. As with, you know, Lisa is very much well as I can see that you know she has the same team. You know, if we combined our teams and our questions, that we could um, um, figure out. And then, you know, as like this is other associate Drake is that, you know, she has somebody and an attorney. Those are great because you know what? Hey, check this stuff out. Resources. Acknowledge it and see what it is. If it's the right thing, then put your name on it because if it hasn't been repealed, then it's still in action. And what if it's abandoned? What got abandoned? And was that abandonment supposed to be there for why it was discontinued? And does it still exist? You know, those are all, these are the things that, you know, this is only one day. This is the, this is the second day. <laughs> you know, so this is how I take it. How do you do? How do you do? Joshua, any questions, comments? Thoughts? Yeah, I'm still here. I got you on Bluetooth, so I kind of walked away from the phone. I'm trying to do stuff. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm in the same situation. I got, I got, I got so, no, I will uh, you guys. I will, yeah, Gal earlier was talking about algae, and it's got 10 times the energy of coal per pound. It's freaking awesome. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys got me excited. Um, I, I text my son. I don't know if he's on here or not, but I told him to join in. He's down in Texas. His, um stepfather passed away last night. So. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So, yeah. Put some prayers out. Yeah, well, we all get our day. So. I have to go. Well, yeah. thank uh, you for joining us, David. Why? 
Um, Dana, are you still with us? Were you asking me? Yes, I was. Um, questions, comments, thoughts? Uh, nice to meet well, everyone. Bye-bye. Who were you asking? Excuse me? Dana, I'm speaking to you. Questions, comments? Oh, oh I'm just blown away. I, I think this is amazing. Yep. So, as far as practical um, work that needs to be done, what um, what do you see um, the people on this call needing to do? Um, <laughs> Um, but they're, you know, if they, if they have a, if they have a project that they would really like to be able to establish, then, you know, um, put an offer on it and, you know, put it into fruition that if it does, this is what we're willing to do and to follow the, you know, the, the guidelines for where it is that the council is appropriating or the individual is appropriating it, you know, and, that the money that is going to be, you know, given, you know, put down into a, um, a category, you know, first six months, this is what we need a million dollars for, you know, the next three months, we need this for administration, for this, we need it for travel, for this, we need it for equipment, you know, there's certain, you know, what you need, and you would like to have this for, you know, two, three, or five years, that's, that's what I would say that, you know, that, you know, put in perspective, my, my project is almost done. By Monday, I'm by Wednesday. I'm feeling that it's going to go to the Secretary of Interior. I know a friend that knows her personally. They've been working with me for the last couple of months before even she got into office. So, you know, you know, I've been giving my paperwork to them to you know to say, hey, is this something? You know, they give it back. You know, make it a little bit better. You know, it needs to be more professional. And you know, they all have a ear on it. You know, and we have a good direction of what it is that we're going in. So basically just put down on a piece of paper and attach it. I'll, I'll give you guys the final draft. If you wanted to uh, attach it into that link, you'll see how the other links are associated into it and, you know, what you're requesting. And that, that's, that's pretty much it. Do you want me to so send it Excuse me? Lisa, would you like me to send an overview so you can forward that to him? Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Dana. Okay. Thanks, Dana. Um, anything, anything else, um, council members, that anyone would like to bring forward? Um, we're coming down to the close of our two hours. <laughs> All right. Um, Chief Geronimo, could you do us the honors of um closing the, the circle with a with some good words to uh creator? 
I ask the Creator to give us guidance, preparation, and to open up our hearts and souls and you know, the availability of what we have to um, to to ask our elders, to ask those that you know for what it is is being you know given to us, you know, to share and for opinions and that um, Mother Earth is is hurting right now. And it's our it's our ability and our chance to be able to give her the um, the best actions to try to save what it is that most have destroyed, and we just need to um, come together as um, what family and natives have always done, and is to to prepare the better for her songs and her dance. Aho and Hatehe. Hi hi. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'm going to um, close today's circle with a um, song from um, Tony Palmer and the Breeze. And um, we will um, be back again, hopefully, um, next week. Thank you all for joining. It was all our people that died. You don't see a long list of feds and and death squad members and any of these other people, you don't see any long list of their dead. You see a long list of our dead. And you look at that list and every one of them got a got name. name. name.
I want to thank everyone for uh, joining us for today's Mending the Hoop Council with uh, Chief Geronimo and special guests David Com, Dot Y, uh, uh, Joshua Drake, and Dana Dudley. And together, let's sustain life on planet Earth. That's yours, mine, and all of ours on and in the land, waters, and air. Again, thanks for joining us. Till next time, this is Siava. And together, we can all ride the slope and be part of saving and sustaining life on planet Earth. Earth aid now. Let's give the Earth and all her children freedom from fear, lack, and degradation and be part of the healing. Doksha. Doksha.